Thank you for joining in for an episode of Planted by the Living Water. We are here to delight in the Lord as a tree planted by the living waters. If you'd like the reading plan that we are going through, you can find it on our website. We'll go through the entire Bible in two years. Thank you for joining for this day's portion of Planted by the Living Waters. Today I want to talk to you about the beauty of our salvation and the fact that it's been a promise um, for all of eternity. It's a new covenant is what we refer to it as. It's um, God made a covenant with Abraham and uh, we see a covenant with Noah and Moses and this really one theme, this one covenant throughout all scripture that God will be our God and he'll be um, he'll be our God and we'll be his people. And and we see um, this new covenant, this really more so fulfillment of this covenant when we realize that this was never something we could do on our own, but it was something God was going to do. And the blessing of salvation being something that God does, that something God saves us in, um, is so beautiful when we truly understand um, that, that we couldn't do anything. Like we were hopeless and dead without Christ. And when that sets in, then we start to understand the beauty of our salvation. I think at times we we think um, we are saved because of something we have done. And uh, man, that's a, a slippery slope because then you're going to start taking credit for your salvation and then it just becomes a work, um, a work that you've you've done, whatever that work is, and, um, and then you've accomplished it. But the fact is, is we... Um, can do nothing to earn salvation. And so we were hopeless and desperate. And then God says, let me save you. I'll save you. I'll send my son on a cross. I'll um, let him be killed and, and buried and then raised from the grave so that you can enjoy his righteousness. And so we see this all coming together in Ezekiel 36. I want to just read um, this to you. Ezekiel 36 verse 22, it says, Therefore say to the house of Israel, this is what the Lord God says. It is not for your sake that I will ask house of Israel, but for my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations where you went. I will honor the holiness of my great name, which I have, prof which you have, has been profaned among the nations. The name you have profaned among them. The nations will know that I am the Lord. This is the declaration of the Lord God. I will demonstrate my holiness through you in their sight. He says, this is not because of you and it's not for you. This is something I'm doing uh, because you've profaned my name, but I'm going to greatly magnify and, and exalt my name and lift my name that they will know that I am the Lord. Verse 24 says, I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and I'll bring you into your own land. I will also sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all of your impurities and all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will place my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and carefully observe my ordinances. You will live in this land and, and, and you'll tell your ancestors that you will be my people and I'll be your God and I'll save you from your uncleanliness. And and so he goes on and he says, look, I'm doing this for my name's sake. I'm going to give you a new heart. I'm going to take the heart of stone out. I'll give you a heart of flesh. I'll put my spirit in you. I'll cleanse you. Uh, hear all the I wills that God promises here in Ezekiel 36. And, and if that's not good enough for us, then just go to the next chapter in Ezekiel 37 and you see God literally put flesh on this idea that he literally shows us um, what this means. And so he says in chapter 37, he takes um, Ezekiel to a, a valley of dry bones. And it says that he sets him down right in the middle of the valley. It says in verse one, it was full of bones, dry bones, dead bones. They'd been dead for a while. And he says, God says to him, can, can I make these bones live? And he said, you know, only you know, God, you can. Um, only you know, though. And, and here's what it says in verse four, though. 
It says, he said to me, prophesy concerning these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord God says to these bones. I will cause breath to enter you and you will live. I'll put tendons on you and make flesh grow on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you so that you come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So Ezekiel prophesies and God does that very thing. It says in verse 7, while I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together. Imagine that bone to bone coming together. And as I looked, it says, Ezekiel said, I saw tendons appeared on them and flesh grew and skin covered them and there was no breath in them. And so he said to me, prophesy to the breath, son of man. And, and so I I said, breath come from the four winds. And as I said it, it says that as I prophesied, as he commanded me, the breath entered them and they came to life and stood at their feet, a vast army. And then verse 11, then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Look at them. Our bones are dried up. Our hope is perished. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the Lord God says. I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from them, my people, and lead you in the land of Israel. And this is amazing what God is doing. He says, verse 14, I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. He says, in verse chapter 36, he says, I have a covenant with you. I'm going to make a covenant. I will save you. I'll put a, my spirit within you. And chapter 37 says, let me show you the reality of what this is. It means you are a army of dead, dry bones, completely lifeless. And I'm going to come and put life to you. I'll put my spirit within you. Isn't that beautiful? It's no different than what we have today when we were dead in our trespasses, Paul says, and then we're made alive. By, but God, who was rich in his mercy, made us alive. We were dead and brought to life. We were a dead, dry, boned valley. And then God brought us to life, put his spirit within us. Father, thank you for salvation. Thank you for the beauty of salvation, Lord. Lord, help us never get over this, that we went from death to life. And it was something you did, something you accomplished, something you fulfilled, something you brought together, God. And we give you glory for it. That's why you deserve glory, because it was you. It wasn't us. And so, Lord, we surrender to you, and we bow to you, and we love you, and we thank you. Oh, God, we thank you so much for our salvation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.